Today on the Dad the Best I Can show. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, the Facebook thing is funny. I know people who are like, well, I only put my kids on Instagram because that's safe. And it's like, you know who owns Instagram, right? Like, it's all the same trough, <laughs> you know? So it is It is kind of a difficult... I, my feeling on it is that you can't go back. The tube is out of the toothpaste, and we need to just learn how to reassess and deal with the, you know it's like i'm sure parents who you know raised their kids on horses first saw a car and were like no way i'm never letting my you know my kids in a car it's a death trap um you know and it doesn't need oats and i don't trust it uh but my feeling is it's it's you know we're gonna definitely have to come up with tools to help kids understand how to use social media and how to interact with it and that's not real life hey now Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. My name is Rob Roseman, who wants to be a millionaire legend, Chicago futures trader, Vegas poker pro. Now I'm a dad to three kids, ages six, four, and one. Phew, wears me out just thinking about it. Each week we're bringing on dads like you to tell us your stories, your tips and tricks to help all of us make it through dad life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get on with the show. Today on the Dad the Best I Can show, we are lucky to be joined by Evan Kaufman. Evan is 31 years old. He lives in Brooklyn, New York with his wife, Caitlin, and their eight-month-old son, Rory. Evan is a writer and comedian and has a hilarious weekly video series on Fatherly called Do Turn Dad. You can check out the videos on YouTube. They're only five minutes each, and it's really funny and relatable if you've got kids, which, if you're listening to this, I assume you do, or you've got way too much time on your hands, and I'm a little jealous. I had never even heard of Fatherly until a few months ago. They've got awesome free content for parents to learn from and laugh at. Evan and I are going to talk about how to relate to your friends that don't have kids. Gets a little weird, right? Why we're all crazy when it comes to picking out baby names. We talk about how social media will affect our kids. I can't lie, I'm terrified. And we'll talk some dad comedy. Evan is really funny and tells some great stories about what it's like being a first-time dad. Plus, I've finally met somebody with a TV game show blunder that may have topped my own. We'll talk $100,000 pyramid and who wants to be a millionaire blow-ups on part two with Evan coming soon. Two fun facts about Evan. He's a root beer sommelier. That's like a wine expert, but for root beer guys. I had to look that word up. And when he was nine years old, he broke his arm and wore a garbage bag over it. And everyone in his town called him Trash Boy. We can only wish the same for your son, Evan. Real quick, before we talk to Evan, we've got a dad shout out. Joey Blyman is a Chicago dad to three kids. He's got nine-year-old twins, boy and girl, and a four-year-old daughter. Joey is a director at Camp Ojibwa for Boys. That's a premier sports camp located in Eagle River, Wisconsin. You can learn more about Joey and Camp Ojibwa at campojibwa.com. How do you spell Ojibwa? Gee, I'm glad you asked. It's O-J-I-B-W-A. That's a third grade spelling bee champion right there. We want to recognize Joey and other dads like you on the show. Send me a message on Instagram at dadthebestican with your name and what you're up to, and I'll pick one of you to feature on our next episode. 
Okay, on with the show. Here's Evan Kaufman. That was a funny first meeting. Wives love when you call them by the wrong name the first time you meet them. That's great. <laughs> no, she understands. That happens a lot. People often think that uh, Rebecca and I are married, um, which is only natural because we do a show about love. Um, but uh, my wife has gotten used to it at this point and is uh, as cool with it as a wife probably should be. Yeah, I'm watching this show right now called I'm Sorry. It's on Netflix and it's a, a female comedy writer and her writing partner is a guy and it's really funny. It's a good one. Oh yeah, it's um, with Andrea Savage, right? Yes, yes. Me and my wife are hooked on it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, she's great. Uh, was a uh, was a voiceover like a, a ADR person for Julia Roberts for years, apparently. Andrea was? Yeah, so like if Julia Roberts couldn't do you know, whatever, or didn't want to do it, uh, you know, some sort of piece of ADR dialogue or something, Andrea Savage would come in and record it for her. Uh, now I can see the similarities now that you mention it. No, it's awesome. All this, uh, all this comedy content, like finding its way to different channels is so great. I mean, I stumbled upon your stuff. I don't even know. Uh, it, you think everybody knows where everything is, but it's like, oh, I've never even heard of, <laughs> I just heard of Fatherly. I've just heard of all this stuff, right? Okay, we're recording. Let's do this. Good to meet you, Evan. I'm glad to have you on the Dad the Best I Can show. I'm happy to be on the Dad I Best I Can show. I am dadding my best currently. My son is in the other room uh, sleeping, and I am sitting on the floor as we record this. I love it. How old is your son now? He is eight months. Wow. I have a six, yeah. I have a six and a half, four and a half, and a one and a half. And I, if you ask me what an eight-month-old does, I can't even tell you. It's like that's how your brain works. It just you know, burns out those memories. Yeah, yeah. Your body protecting you so that you'll have another one. What is this? Seems like he's sitting up. Is that, what, is that the phase we're in? Almost crawling? Something like that? We, we got sitting up. We have some light to medium crawling going on. We have a solid amount of babbling. He is not actively saying words like intentionally, but he's doing a lot of like blah, 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 um, which is uh, probably what this podcast will sound like to uh, non-dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imitating you. That's what all my friends that I'm like, you can listen, but you're probably going to have no interest in any of this. We'll, we'll, say some, <laughs> we'll say a few jokes every now and then, but I don't know if you get that. Your friends that don't have kids, it's like there's a there's a gap now in the conversation, the comedy, all that, right? My friends who don't have kids fall into one of two camps. One is like the cautious person. You know, it's like someone who's like trying to get some stock tips out of you. They're like, so what's the deal? Like, is it as really as bad as everyone says or whatever? And then you kind of, you know, you give them the option. And then the other friend who is like, I see your life. I have no interest. Um, I'm all good. And, um, <clears throat> you know, but it is definitely that weird thing you can tell. A parent story is so much different than like a, uh, you know, dating person story or any other young person story, because a parent story is just like, oh, my God, I saw the entire universe encapsulated by him uh, eating a banana. And you're like, that's a boring story. It had no beginning, no middle, no end. And you're like, oh, man, but if you could have seen him this morning, like really mushing up these bananas and putting them into his mouth. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Right. And it even applies to I think all, you only care about your kid. Somebody else tells you a story about what their kid did. And it's like it goes right over your head. You're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Oh, 100 percent. We have a Slack channel at work um, at Fatherly. I should I should say I, uh, I work for Fatherly. Um, 
which is a uh, millennial dad parenting site. Um, I'm a video producer there as well as being a father. Um, and we have a Slack channel that's like a dad channel and people will ask questions and things and they'll tell little stories and stuff. And it's always pretty interesting, but you definitely have the moments where you're like, Oh, um, <clears throat> this is uh, I don't yeah. care about this. Oh, your kid did what? That's great. Right now, now onto my kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you more about what, uh, you know, Atticus. Is <laughs> I know they do have cool names. What's your son's name? My son's name is Rory, That's which is, uh, yeah, kind of on the, on the border between being like super obnoxiously Brooklyn-y <laughs> and it feels, it feels like a pretty hip, fresh name. Like, I feel like Rory could be an app if you like, you know, <laughs> R-O-R-I or something yeah, like, oh, do you have, you know. Yeah, or like a small internet startup that's going to slowly t- take over our lives. <laughs> that's great. That's so true. Are are the names we we were on the border too. We have a Cameron boy, a Brooks boy, and our one and a half year old is Remy, R E M Y. So we're oh, right I there love with that. you. We're right there with you. Is is this too cool? Is this obnoxious? I don't know. Have you had people steal your names? Well, we stole, this is a good story, actually. My wife, we had a friend, we used to live in Vegas, which is a whole other story, but she had a daughter named Remy, and my wife's got a really sharp sense of humor, and she's like, if you ever move, we are going to steal your baby's name, because she loved the name Remy, and they did move. I find this so fascinating. My wife, at one point, wanted to name uh, baby Teddy, and she's like, but I know too many Teddies. And I'm like, yeah, but like this kid could end up, you know, like living in Mongolia for all we know and be like the only Teddy in his small village. Like he's going to have a whole life. You know, what difference does it make? Also, this has never bothered anyone uh, who's named their kid Mike. <laughs> right. The classic names still hold out. I don't I don't tell too many people this, but our middle son, Brooks, I'm convinced is 90 percent. Nay, it's not like Brooks Robinson or something cool. It's the my wife had a crush on the guy on The Bachelor. <laughs> And she liked the name. <laughs> In 20 years from now, there's a chance that he is like a contestant on The Bachelor. Yeah, well, all our future children are going to be named after um, various Vanderpump employees. So, you know, it'll be a lot of Stasis and uh, Jacks and all that kind of stuff. My, my son watched nonstop Vanderpump Rules uh, while my wife was on maternity leave. And now we just have to spend the rest of his life undoing that. Um, He'll probably be a caterer with a good head of hair. Let's take a quick break for our dad tip of the week brought to you by Kickstart Reading. Do you have kids between the ages of three and six? I've got two boys, and when my older son was going into kindergarten, my wife and I quickly learned that we had no idea how to teach him how to read. We found Kickstart Reading and watched one two-minute video together, and you could see his confidence take off. Bonus, I felt like dad of the year. Here's another dad talking about how Kickstart Reading is helping his boys learn how to read. Hey there, this is Chris Heller, and I'm a big fan of Kickstart Reading. Each morning before school, I show a video to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and now his little two-year-old brother is getting in on the action as well. I'm a big fan of the videos, highly consumable and engaging for young boys. Definite recommend for all parents out there who are looking to get their kids off to the right start with reading. Kickstart Reading. Go to kickstartreading.com and use the code DAD to get 65% off right now. That's D-A-D, DAD. See? It works. 
kickstartreading.com. Now back to the show. Evan, on the Dad the Best I Can show, we like to do a dad tip of the week. Do you have one for other dads out there? I do have a dad tip of the week. Uh, So my son right now is doing a lot of squirming. We call him Herman Squirming sometimes. Um, And he does this when I'm trying to put on clothes. For whatever reason, he hates it when I specifically put on his clothes. He doesn't want me to put on a onesie. He doesn't want to put me uh, any of this stuff. So my tip of the week is uh, use the uh, wipes that you have so that he can like play with those and you put the uh, onesie on while he is distracted and also learn how to put one on when he is on his um, chest uh, while your uh, son or daughter is flipped over. Um, Slowly but surely, I am going to learn. It's like learning how to read upside down. Like instead of just having him be on his back to put on clothes, I'm going to learn how uh, when he flips over because it's all he wants to do right now. And I'm going to adapt to him. I, you know, obviously I can keep flipping him over and, you know, make him a little pancake or whatever. But at some point, uh, I'm going to have to learn how to put on clothes this way because it's just the way he wants to be. So that's my dad tip of the week is learn how to put that onesie on uh, when your son or daughter is lying on their stomach instead of on their back. That's a good tip. You're, you are the dad with the youngest kid that's been on the show. And I know a lot of people are figuring it out. So that's a good tip. Our goal is just to not create little assholes, right? I mean, it's like the stuff that you, you did a great piece about what kind of world are we bringing our kids into? But I think the real problem might be the social media reality TV that we have to like shield them from. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested in it's funny because, you know, um, for people who have no idea who I am, which why would you? I I create each week, I create a little web series about what I'm going through as a new father and, you know, questions I have and and stuff with my son. And it's an interesting dichotomy for me because on one hand, I'm not a huge social media person. I know enough to get by and I certainly promote my own work and whatnot, but I am not like, you know, too into that world. Um, And on the other hand, I now have like a parenting vlog which is weekly and it feels very YouTube and, you know, kind of like I'm a, uh, you know, a teenager who's trying to like make it happen. Um, and it's interesting to create this thing about your son and then to turn back around later on and be like, Hey, stay off social media. It's bad for you. Except when dad does it to, you know, help pay for your college tuition. <laughs> it's okay. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how kids, one, interact with social media in a world that has never not known it. And two, um, how social media will impact their lives going forward. I think I just think back on a time when like, you know, my dad was like, be careful what you put on Facebook because people at jobs are going to be looking at that. And, you know, now I wonder if it's like, be careful what you don't put on Facebook because you're going to want to have a good presence in order to get hired at this law firm. It's fascinating. I'm glad we're talking about it because it's like, I'm constantly thinking about this and you don't really hear too much about it. You just see everybody. It seems like there's two camps. And I was on the camp of, I didn't even have a Facebook account a year ago until I, you know, started doing it for business and then the podcast. And it's like, you're either off it and you abstain completely, or you're almost like all in and you're oversharing and you're I'm becoming the person I, you know, talk shit about so it's like how do you do it and then there's the whole are we you know why am i putting my kid on there there's part of me that wants to keep his privacy but it's fun to show the grandparents pictures it's fun to show so it is a it's a tough topic to talk about and i just don't think any of us know 
the implications of it, you know? So, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, the Facebook thing is funny. I know people who are like, well, I only put my kids on Instagram cause that's safe. And it's like, you know, who owns Instagram, right? Like it's all the same trough, <laughs> you know? So it is, it is kind of a difficult, I, my feeling on it is that you can't go back. The tube is out of the toothpaste and we need to just learn how to reassess and deal with the, you know, it's like, I'm sure parents who, you know, raised their kids on horses first saw a car and were like, no way. I'm never letting my, you know, my kids in a car. It's a death trap, um, you know, and it doesn't need oats and I don't trust it. Uh, but my feeling is it's, it's you know, we're going to definitely have to come up with tools to help kids understand how to use social media and how to interact with it. And that's not real life. Um, but by the same token that it is, you know, it's definitely a currency of our world. I know plenty of people who get jobs and use social media the right way. Uh, I had a friend actually who, um, or no, excuse me. Now this is what a sign of our modern day. I was listening to a podcast, uh, to a person who I now consider a friend because they're in my ears all the time. Um, but he was saying that he only allows his kids to do certain things if they create for the same amount of time that they're kind of going to take. So it's like, if you play a video game for an hour, you owe me drawing for an hour. And I thought that was a really, yeah. Cause I thought that was a really interesting way. And especially with social media, you know, social media can give you incredible access to art and comedy and thought. And, you know, there's a lot of people using it for a lot of good things. So maybe the way to do it is, you know, one, everything in moderation, but two, just saying like, okay, for every, you know, Facebook page that you read, I want you to uh, potentially post something that's interesting to you. Or, you know, uh, take your artwork and create a little collection or something. I don't know. I'm still also in the phase where, you know, my son thinks the phone is primarily for eating. So it's, it's definitely... Yeah, I don't think a lot of parents are like, oh, really interesting insight. Um, your son is not addicted and mainlining an iPad every day. I'm, I'm so excited to hear what you think. But you're in the beginning stages. I mean, you'll see even at one and a half, like last night at dinner, we're giving her the phone because she's freaking out. And I hate doing it, but I'm like, I want to, I don't want the restaurant to ask us to leave. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's very, it's, it's a difficult uh, dilemma, but I really like, I like what you're saying about finding ways to kind of offset it because yeah, you can't just say this is bad. Don't use it. That's unrealistic. And we, we talk a lot at fatherly about modeling behavior. And I think that's also interesting, but it's very difficult, right? It's like, okay, can you go on, you know, a phone break so that your kids see what that's like. And sometimes it's, not possible, depending on what your job is or what you're doing, you know? Right. Well, what I've found is I literally have to detach from it. It needs to go in the other room. It needs to, if it's bedtime, I cannot bring it up. If it's dinner, I'm putting it away. And that does help because if it's in your pocket, you're going to go for it. And then your attention is going to be kind of, you know, spread a lot more thin. And like you said, we're modeling bad behavior. Get off your phone as I'm sitting on my phone is probably not <laughs> the best way to teach your kids. Yeah. Maybe we need those those little pouches that they hand out at concerts now, you know, Th those like little uh, phone, like radiation pa or whatever they are. They like stop people's cell phones from working. Maybe we need one of those in every home. We went to Chris Rock and I thought he was like big timing us by making us put our phones away. But it was, it was like a, it was like 
people at the zoo. We went to go get a drink in line and people did not know what to do with themselves. It was like, yeah, no, <laughs> we have to yeah, talk. Is... Like what? It was really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just people like relearning how to shake hands and like, yeah, just like doing mirror exercises in the line. Like, Oh my God, human beings. It's wild. It's truly wild. Yeah. Well, it's good to talk to, I mean, I'm sure I discovered your web series and I thought it was excellent. I especially love anything comedy and dad related. I think it's just awesome. You know? Oh yeah. What, how do you, how do you feel about dad comedy? I kind of go back and forth on it. Sometimes I feel like they're kind of, patronizing us a little bit you know there's like a lot of kind of you know like goofy dad stuff out there i feel like every commercial is like some dad trying to do a Fortnite dance and failing and his kids like giving him looks but on the other hand i think about um you know uh like jim gaffigan and some of these guys that really helped kind of ease the transition into fatherhood and it's 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 interesting it's a mixed bag you know there there are times I was going to say there are times I feel like I'm selling us out a little bit, you know, like selling dads out a little bit. I think you keep it real though. I think what I, what I need to hear, I'm a big, uh, you know, say what you want about him as a person, but Louis CK's dad humor, I think is like just on point because there's a lot of, you know, he's self-deprecating. He's keeping it real. You know, I guess if you don't have kids, you might think he's complaining a lot, but anybody that has kids knows that's real life. Jim Gaffigan's great. I heard he had a great one. I think he's got like five kids now, which is just terrifying. I have no idea. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, very Catholic. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that soon. But I heard one of his jokes is he said somebody asked me what having five kids is like, and he said, "Oh, it's like having four kids and drowning, and somebody throwing you an extra kid while you're drowning in the water." Yeah, pretty much. It's I I do think it's kind of you know it's it's also interesting. Like any of these things, you're like, oh, yeah, it must be hard to have five kids. But you're also internationally famous comedian Jim Gaffigan. That's got to make it a little bit easier. You know, I. Yes, five nannies, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, you know, it's all it's all um, relative. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think, you know, uh, the Louis thing really just goes back to the fact that when people are honest about it, it's what connects with people. And, you know, that honesty is, it sometimes is a little painful because, you know, I also feel like I, I have really enjoyed being a dad and, you know, the, but it's hard to translate some of those moments because they are also filled with a lot of, um, you know, just kind of like busy work and crap and just things you have to do. Um, you know, I found myself being more kind of on autopilot I think especially there's something about, you know, trying to be a pragmatic father, which means like I kind of turn my brain off and do a lot of things. And then it's almost like I wake up suddenly. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's like 1130 at night and I've made bottles for the night and I've folded laundry and I've done the dishes and I, you know, I've put him to bed. And, and you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. It's that Will Ferrell moment in old school when you're just like shake your head and you're just like, what just happened here, right? Yeah, yeah. I blacked out. What, what did I do? Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity. Infinity stars. Cameron? How many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You got to one-up them in this household.
Thanks. See ya.